A fresh start. Remember the mirror in my first podcast? Well, I talked about a mirror, that when you look at it, you see something you don't recognize. Well, that is because who you see is not really who you are. Let me explain. Let's go back and look into a different mirror instead. Now, this is no ordinary mirror we have looked in before. God has given us a different mirror. It's the mirror of his word. James 1.24 says, You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. You see, God's word says that it serves as a mirror to us, showing us who we really are. As I mentioned in the end of my last podcast, we are created by him, from him. His DNA is in us. He reveals who we are by revealing who he is and reminding us when he created us, he made us in his own image. In the very first chapter of Genesis 1:27, it says, God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them both male and female. He never wanted himself to be hard to discover. The opinions of man over the years have buried this truth and we all got caught up in the middle of the confusion. We have known more of him than we realize in many ways. We just don't recognize those things as him. We chalk it up to our own opinions, and opinions come from other people who can't explain things so they make up what they believe it is, and we choose to take their word for it because we don't understand. We are too lazy and frankly afraid to try and figure it out for ourselves. So so we follow in the footsteps of those before us, knowing deep down we are missing something. They know it too, they just won't admit it. God has revealed himself and makes himself known to you in many ways. Look at creation and all its complexity and wonder. Why do you think you enjoy the beauty of the world around you? Why do you constantly question how something so amazing just created itself? Why, when you try and grasp the idea of the universe, do you just stand in awe and bewilderment? And why do so many things about the world make you excited and want to know more? God loves us and created what he knew we would enjoy, because he enjoys it, and we are made from his DNA. He loves us so much, he created all the earth for our pleasure. God put great thought into what we would enjoy when making the earth the way he did. And when he created it, he created it with you fully in mind. God knew you would love it because he loved it. And you are a part of him. Whether you realize it or not, he has been trying to get your attention and draw you back to him in subtle ways. Admit it. If you really think about it, if you know that you have had some life experience that have maybe been impossible to explain... Like maybe you thought you were going to die from that scary situation that you experienced as a child, but you just knew someone was watching over you because you survived. Maybe you were broke and looking for a job to provide for yourself and your family. And you said something like, God, if you're really out there, please help me. And you got the job. But you just say to yourself, that was just a coincidence. Why are we so afraid to admit that there is a God that loves us and is trying every day to show himself to us and reveal to us who we really are? Maybe you want to believe in God, but you blame him for bad things happening to you or someone you love. You can't blame someone who doesn't exist. And as far as that is concerned, 
God gets blamed too much for things that are really just a matter of people's free will. And unfortunately, most people are selfish, taking from others only to please themselves. We have no one to blame but the corruption of the human heart that has for, that has gotten worse and worse over time. But that's another conversation in itself. The point is, you know there is a longing inside you, a feeling of deep desire to understand why you are here. Where did it all start and how did it how do you fit into this puzzle called life? You must first step out of fear and into faith. People out of fear have created their own belief systems in hopes of finding a sense of security because people fear what they don't understand. Instead of taking the time to understand, they let others tell them where to find security, science, religion, philosophy, etc. Now wait, before you think about shutting off this podcast and chalking it up to just another religious message, say I'm wrong about all this, which is not the case, trust me. But say you pursue God and live a life full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For these are the attributes of God that you will learn to live out as you grow in your relationship with Him. Say you come to the end of your life. You would have lived a much more satisfying life and blessed and been a blessing to those around you living out all those attributes instead of spending your life trying to figure out who and what you are supposed to be stuck in the miserable repetitive cycle you've been living. But what if I'm right? You continue on the path you're on of fear and the unknown and caught that caught in that never-ending cycle and then you get caught, get to the end of your life and you find out God really is real and so is hell and every terrible thing you heard about it is actually a hundred times worse let me explain it in few, as few words as possible imagine being in more pain and agony than you can imagine and wanting to die but you can't you never will you live for eternity wallowing in that pain this is the pathway of fear instead of faith now there is a healthy fear and that is a fear of God, or the fear of believing God is God and he will do what he said he will do. God's word says the fear of God is the root of all wisdom. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. If I were you, I would not leave it up to chance. If I'm wrong, which I'm not, God's word is so clear on this. You will still live a satisfying life, making a difference in the world, and that that's just it. You, you die, that's the end of it. But at least you, we truly learn to live out our lives in the time that we're here, fully satisfied. But because God's word is clear, we can all live that really satisfying life, making a difference in the world. And that is only the beginning. With life in God, death is non-existent. Jesus conquered death on the cross. Once this life is over, we get to live in eternity with our loving Heavenly Father. Now, I don't know about you, but that is so exciting. It gets me pumped. Anyway, God never wanted to make it hard for us to have a relationship with Him. He said, if anyone come to me and confess and believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins to be forgiven and that He rose again on the third day and ask Him into your life as the Lord and Savior, you will be saved. It's that simple. It's a conversation with God. We just have a fancy name for it, prayer. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. It's not complicated. It's just a choice to believe and confess it out loud. Matthew 10, 33 says, 
with Jesus speaking here. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. We cannot be ashamed of who we really are, or we miss out on God's blessings and everything God created and purposed us to do. If anyone would like to start having a relationship with God, I can help walk you through how to do that at the end of this podcast. Now, the question that is most asked is how could God allow evil into the world? God didn't, man did, through our gift of free will. Again, God wanted real relationship with us. In order to do that, he had to give us choice. Though it was painful for him to watch, he had to let all of us make the decision for ourselves. Thus, man's evil desire started corrupting the world. We are born into it, and we have to make a decision for ourselves. We can't change others or their choices. We have to discover who we are in order to discover what we are meant to do to make a difference in this world. For this is why we were created, to be a part of God's plan to bring us all out of that corruption and into our true place and purpose with him. You may say, well, I've done a lot of stupid things and hurt a lot of people. You're not alone. So have I. But I think that's the point. Hear me out. We choose to live foolishly, choosing to put other things in place of God and doing things our own way. God's word says he has to allow us to have all we think we want and take his restraint off of us in order for us to truly see none of those things bring us true lasting happiness. You go from one thing to the next thinking maybe this or maybe that will make me happy. But if we were honest with ourselves, we never are. There is always something missing. We, through our corruption, invent new ideas that were never God's plan for us to try and find happiness. We give in to all kinds of sexual perversion. Some have tried everything natural and let their passion for happiness drive them to even have sexual relationships with those of the same sex, all in an effort to find what they believe will make them happy. Do not mistake God's tolerance for acceptance. You see, God has to allow some of us through our free will to go as far as we need to go to reach the point of seeing that nothing in this world can ever amount to the happiness we are meant to have in relationship with him. We are so stubborn thinking we can figure things out on our own. Some of us still lying to ourselves saying our sin and the lifestyles we're living makes us happy. Look, I've been there too. And we have to eventually admit to ourselves, sin seems fun in the moment, but afterwards, deep down, we are disgusted in ourselves and not really happy at all, only feeling ashamed of who we are and what we have become. We allow our conscience over time and all sense of moral to evaporate because we think it's easier to convince ourselves we are okay. And so is our lifestyle of sin. If you continue down this path, it will eventually lead to great depressive state and with no way out. Suicide seems like the only option left. For me, I chose to take the hard road of finding what thing might make me happy. My relationships just kept falling apart, my jobs, my marriage, and my finances. I turned to drinking and minor drugs. I tried to find one more glimmer of hope that could make me happy. Finally, I broke. My wife of four years leaving me for one of our close friends was the last straw. The last thread of hope I had was gone like everything else. 
and I was ready to end it all. I cried out to God and said, why? Why does this keep happening to me? Why can I never be happy? I'm done. I'm going to end my life. Before I did, though, I heard him clearly, not audibly, but something inside me say, you can never be truly happy without me. I created you to have a relationship with me. I breathed life into you. In your mother's womb, there is no life outside of me. You have seen that. You have lived your whole life trying to do things your own way. And I am the only way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6 says, Jesus speaking again, For I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to relationship with the Father except through me. He said to me, try things my way. I created you to live that way, not the way you've been living. I said, God, I can't, I just can't, I'm done. I just, I just wanna die. He said to me, if you are just gonna take your life instead, why don't you give it to me? And I will make sure you never feel this way again. If you give your life to me, I can use you to help others who are feeling this way. Since that day, I understood what the Apostle Paul meant when he said, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. So I took that step. Why am I being so vulnerable? Why am I sharing this? God reminded me recently of what it was like those two years ago and how hopeless and lost I felt and the pain I was in. Since that day, his love for people has grown in me. He took me back to that day I truly made the decision to live for him. And his love overwhelmed me, and I want to do all I can to make sure no one else has to go through that pain. God never wanted me to go through any of that. That was my own choice. I could have turned to him a long time ago, but in fear and stubbornness, I had to reach the end of myself to realize nothing would ever satisfy that deep desire within me, that question, who am I, that longing to be connected to my father. Before getting to know God, we think obeying his word keeps us from enjoying life. Have you ever thought that maybe he is trying to keep you from the pain you will experience afterwards that we don't realize till it's too late? Timmy, if you touch the stove, it will burn you. Some of us have to experience that burn instead of just taking our loving heavenly father's word for it. I was raised in the church and I wanna make this point very clear. I know now God is never the problem with churches. People are. You see, they judge and condemn people for not being perfect and have a to do this and God will love you more mentality. They make you feel that if you are not perfect, God is angry with you. So they think they have the right to be upset with you as well. Can I tell you a secret that will blow your mind? No matter who you are or what you have done, God can never love you any more, any less than he does right now. None of us have the right to judge for only God is perfect. People's judgment and having to do all the right things mentality, we call it works mentality, drives people away from church. On behalf of other Christians who have forgotten loving people unconditionally is the most important thing, I just want to apologize. If you have been mistreated or judged and it gave you a false impression of God's love, we are all still growing and the church people are not exempt please don't let religion keep you from relationship with god i almost gave up on church but i want to let you know not all churches are that way there are amazing churches who do not judge and genuinely love people and care for you to be successful and do everything they can to help you 
I found one, so can you. Maybe I can help. Maybe there's something I can do to help you get in connection with somebody in your local area. God has instructed all of us not to judge anyone. God sees all sin as sin, nothing worse or better to God. He sees it all as wrong. If you have ever done anything selfish or mean or even thought of doing it, you've sinned. So judgment is pointless. In fact, it harms us. God says to the measure you have judged others, I will have to I will have to judge you that same way. God's word says we all sin in some way or another and fall short of his glory. Romans 3:23. This means no matter who we are, no matter what we have done, he is willing to forgive us if we will just ask. Once we ask him to be in our life, he forgives us of all the sin we committed, the sin we are currently committing, and the sin we will ever commit. So if you would like to take that first step in beginning a relationship with God, I would love to walk you through that process. Like I said, it's a simple conversation with God. I'll make it easy for you. Ready? Just repeat after me. Dear God in heaven, I'm done trying to live my life my way. I'm choosing to give my life to you and live your way. I repent of all my sins. I believe in Jesus, that he died for my sins. He was raised from the dead and he's alive today. I receive him now as my savior and I confess that he is Lord. I give all my heart and life to you now. I receive salvation and eternal life, the forgiveness of my sin and all your love, and I receive them now. Thank you for washing me clean, setting me on a new path. Help me to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise God. I am so excited to all who just prayed this prayer. You just took the first step in having that fresh start and beginning your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Please feel free to message me with any questions you may have. I'll do my best to answer them. Or if you need help getting connected with someone in your local area, I'll do what I can to help there as well. Also, ladies, if you're looking for some good godly advice and encouragement, check out the White Linen Walk podcast on Spotify. My good friend Bree, whom I'm attending Life Bible College with, just recently started that to help women in their walk with God. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. I love you all. Stay tuned. I'm so excited for all those who just took that first step. My gosh, your life is in for a huge change. Uh, Anyway, guys, we'll see you next time. God bless.